Good evening, mummies and monsters, and welcome to a brand new session. <laughs> what was that? Of Dragon Box and What was that? I... No, no, no. We're rolling with it. Are we? Play it out, play it out. We're professional. I am your Trying DM to stay alive here. Uh, welcome to another session here on Natural One Media. Uh, does everybody remember the ghastly and ghoulish things that happened last week? Absolutely yeah, I mean, not. legitimately, yes, gasoline, gasoline, and ghoulish. Silva, aka a marshal. <laughs> Immediately, after start I us off. I, I wrote things in my book. <laughs> I put spells in my book. <laughs> I mean, now have you finished putting spells in your book? As long as an hour has passed, yeah. <laughs> When we had left off, Silva and Set had journeyed together to visit uh, the nearby Morgrave University uh, here in the capital city of Rote uh, for a couple of different reasons. They were over the opportunity to copy over some spells because she is a Wizrar. Uh, and also, they were looking to acquire... What? Kevin, go! Uh, the floor plan for the uh, velvet curtain. Excellent. Add five gold to your current. <clears throat> Silva. When you arrived at Morgrave University, were you able to get inside? Yes, we just had to identify ourselves. To definitely some not student security. Mm, gotcha. And when you did get inside, where did you go? Well, first, in the building or the library? The library. Okay. I went to the front desk. Excellent. Uh... Do you remember which floor you went up to uh, before you started copying over your spells? Whoa. I ended up on the second floor. Second floor. Go ahead and add five gold pieces to your currency. Hell yeah. Francisco. Yeah. Jade! Hello. Jade, what happened while you were at Van Morton's and Horton's? Oh. So, an ominous silence started as soon as it opened the door. An ominous silence came in and demanded his clothes that this ominous silence has ordered. Uh, Van Morton and Horton were uh, groveling towards this ominous silence to give him his order. Uh, they delivered. And he, very, the ominous silence, decided to then leave without leaving a tip, I might add. Very rude. Okay. Ex extremely. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I'm glad somebody pays attention to the plot as we go along. Uh, I need you to go ahead and take five gold pieces from uh, Dak's current uh, money stash. I like to con contest that because Discord wouldn't let me unmute myself. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> um... I hid like a little bitch. 
Okay. Uh, here's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm not going to have you take five gold pieces from deck stash. However, yes. uh, I do need to know what was the actual name of the person that came into the store. I'm so glad you asked. Uh, I'm so, so the- glad you asked, Francisco. Yes. Uh, I have ran down Mr. Everson. Don't believe yes. we were giving up. Do you remember his first name by any chance? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't believe it was given. I believe that uh, they only referred to them as Mr. Everson. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, aka yes. Set, what were you doing at the library? I went up to the third floor uh, to investigate the uh, uh, the specific room that they keep all of their uh, architectural plans and stuff like that. Old dusty room. Went up there, found mm-hmm. some floor plans for the velvet curtain. Uh, got drawn to something under the desk, unraveled it, and then had a spooky voice talk to me from behind me after the door slammed shut and locked. A spooky voice talked to you, you say? Yes. You sure about that? Oh, no, sorry. Breathing behind me. There wasn't an actual voice. There was ghastly, ragged breathing from behind you, right behind your neck. And it that is where breathing. we It was ghastly up. breathing. It was ghastly. Because you know, Darling. we have we have to include sure, Pokemon references because otherwise uh, we're not going to fit into the meta. <laughs> Darling, uh, but that is where we are going to pick up. Set had found underneath the table this sort of bundle of cloth, some kind of object, and upon unfolding it, discovered a rustic dagger with a purplish tint on its mother of pearl handle. Uh, Along with a tiny little note folded folded inside of it, a very foreboding note, uh, with a little drawing of a skull and crossbones on it. Uh, and it was at that moment that the door slammed shut behind them, uh, and they felt the immense chill running down their spine and the horrid, ragged breathing from behind them. And that is exactly where we continue as set. You stand in this room. You hear the ragged breath continuing uh, very close behind you, within feet of you. The cold feeling around you, the sense of dread permeating every part of you. What do you do? I mean, I'm going to turn around. You turn around and you find yourself face to face with some sort of tall... Uh, lanky figure uh, imposing in height as they leer down upon you, leaning in. Did you find what it was that you were looking for? I just wanted to stop in to see. I noticed that the door was open. Were you able to find what you needed? Did you have any other questions? Anything else that you needed help with? The Triton that you had met previously stands over top of you. Uh, yeah, I was able to find what I was looking for. Um, uh, although 
I did actually have a quick question. I noticed that there's nothing uh, in regards to uh, the Winchester Scythe in here uh, for floor plans. It seems like that's like the only building in the city that isn't in here. Allow me to inspect a look and the Triton sort of like, like moves around you and, and dashes over to the, uh, the bookshelf that you were just taking a look at and begins perusing it with these long, lanky fingers, uh, just sort of like strumming them along through all the different, uh, charts and, and graphs, uh, digging through with rapid speed, the eyes, these enormous fish-like pale eyes darting at extremely fast speeds while they're doing that i do want to scoop the cloth up and toss it like in my bag make a sleight of hand check for me whoa wow come on hear me uh, i have a minus three so that's a 21 yep okay yeah that is uh you as the, the Triton sort of slowly is making their way through the bookshelves, uh, with a single movement, you just scoop it, tuck it away. Um, the Triton flips back around uh, and says, Well, I did notice that there is an empty space for it, so the likelihood is that somebody has currently checked it out and it's not available at this time. Oh, gotcha. That would make sense. Interesting that that's the only one that's checked out, but it is what it is. Um, thank you very much Trends for, for your assistance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Is there anything else that you would need help with, or are you going to be like, okay, fine now? Um, I can just get a... Uh, do I need a library card to check this, to check anything out? Yes. Okay, great. And can I get that at the, at the front desk? Yes. Okay, great. That should be all I need. Thank you very much. Okay, let me get the door for you. It swung shut because it was on account of a draft. And he takes the, the handle and opens it. The door creaks as the, the Triton opens it for you and just kind of... Oh, I'll, I'll grab the velvet curtain stuff and uh, head downstairs then. Excellent. The Triton closes the door behind you and then just kind of slinks off in another direction. Uh... And you find yourself back on the third floor once again. I will uh, start heading down, check on Silva on my way down, um, see where uh, they're at with the spell book stuff. They're not done. I'll just go take the time to set up a library card and check. Yeah, so as you you get down to the second floor, uh, you get down to the second floor and you are able to see Silva not too far away from you up on the the top of the bookcase there. Um, You know, still fastly scribbling away. Uh, Silva, the DM decides that it has now been long enough for you to have been able to transcribe those spells over. Uh, so as set approaches, you kind of finish off the last few glyphs that you need to uh, transcribe over. And as you do, there is a little bit of like a, like a sensation, a familiar sensation that kind of comes over you. It's just this like brief little like buff of magical, uh, sort of arcane feeling that washes over you as the the spells are fully and successfully transcribed over into your book and you feel a familiar 
uh, warmth that emanates from from the book itself. Lovely. Uh, All right. Well, maybe hopefully I can give him a hand now. Silva, you you about done? Oh, oh yes, I've just finished. Great, I've got what we need, so we can head downstairs. Excellent. I'll walk with you down just to, so we may maybe we, we can discuss along the way. Head down, up. <laughs> go through the process of whatever is needed to get a library card so I can check this out. Yes, yeah, so you'll probably it's it's pretty safe to assume that in order for you to get a library card, you're probably the both of you are going to have to stop at the the that service desk that you were at before. Yep. Stop by there. Uh, the same students that are there. Uh, yeah. So as you approach the uh, the young lady that was helping you out previously. Uh, is actually not there. Uh, there is a tiny little uh, placard in front of her her sort of station uh, that says, uh, be right back. Um, and the, the young man uh, who was sort of working alongside her is still there. Uh, he is writing away at some sort of a scroll that is like extremely long and it's kind of like folding up into these like rolls and ribbons of parchment that are almost in danger spilling out over the front of the desk itself. And he's just kind of like fastidiously scribbling away at it. Uh, excuse me. Would I be able to get a library card? Yeah, it's a library, so yeah, I I can help you with that. Okay, great. I just oh, didn't want to make sure uh, that I was interrupting anything important. Um, yeah, no, I'd like I, get a library just, card. That'd be great. It's just homework, you know. Same Understood. Old, same old. Uh, yeah. So, what do I need to do to? Get a library card. What do you need from me? Oh, okay. So I'll need um I'm gonna need to like a name to, to put on the library card, you know. And then uh we'll we'll get like an arcane um capture of your face to put on the library card. And uh we gotta get like your where you live, uh like where where you live and stuff. And I'll need like two forms of identification that show that you do you do live at that residence. Uh what if I'm only temporarily in the city? Oh, well, well, then we can set you up with a temporary card, but it it expires after like two weeks. So you got to come in to get like an, an actual one after that. Okay, perfect. That, that should do just fine. Great. Uh, what is, what is the, so he starts at this point, he takes his like giant stack of like parchments and stuff that he was working on and he kind of shoves it over to the side and he starts pulling out, um, uh, a couple of old heavy leather tomes, flipping through them, pulls out some papers, some parchment, uh, various things. Uh, and he sort of re re dips. He freshens his quill in this like large pot of ink that he's got sitting behind beside him. Uh, what's gonna be the the name of the card? Set, S E T. Kind of pull out as he's kind of talking about the library card. I like pull out the Victoria Skeevil library card, kind of look at it.
looking at the car, is there anything about it in particular that you want to like specifically check, or just kind of looking I'm just at seeing it if it's like? I'm trying to gauge whether or not I feel it could be used here. <laughs> so the this As car, I know a little to nothing of Victoria Skeevil's uh, <laughs> relationship with this university. <laughs> make a make an insight check for me on this card. All I know is that uh, she gave it to me and said it's a library card. <laughs> uh, insight. It's a uh, 13. 13, okay. So there's going to be three things that you would really kind of take away from, from looking at this card. The first thing is that no matter what I say for two and three, um, there's no harm in attempting to use this card in any capacity. The, the worst thing that's going to happen is that they're going to say no. So, you know, whatever. Uh, the second thing of note is that this is, of course, a heavily edited and marked card. Uh, you know, it has, like, the handwritten name scribbled over the top of it. The uh, Victoria's own name has been scribbled at the top. You know, the, the name of the library has all been marked out. Like, it is a very visibly edited uh, card. Um, the third thing is that with these, like, hasty, large black scribbles scratched over the top, you can't... It's really hard to read what library these cards originally went to. Uh, very hard to tell. So it's it's tough to... to say whether or not these originally came from this library, or if they potentially came from another one within the city. Mm. Hey, does this count? <laughs> uh, the, the young man kind of looks up for a moment and kind of squints at it. Where'd you get that from? Victoria Skeevil? The oh, nice lady across town. You mean you mean the crazy lady that lives across town, who's like crazy, and like they tell you know they tell stories, and he like he like shuffles up in his chair a bit. You know they tell stories that like if if kids go to to her doorstep and they like knock on her door, then like a zombie will come up and like grab you and like pull you down into the the depths of of the the world and, and you'll become like a slave to the great dragon kyber forever is that true i don't think it's true uh christina thinks it's true but she also believes like a lot of stuff so i don't know i don't know i can, I can guarantee you that that is not true she didn't the, do it to we, us. we've all we've we've both been in the shop it's it's she is crazy uh she's not crazy she can't she's barely any worse than a number of the nymphs that i went to once i saw be so upset was with a with a traveler into the forest that she dragged him into the tree use this life force to sustain it it, ignore this one uh can i just get can i get the temporary card so that we can check this out don't ignore me yeah one day you'll need to know these things I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I'm hoping not either, but you know. You said you knew a dryad. There are lots oh, of creatures in Thalanus. Were they like? Were they like cool? Not that one. Oh, they're, 
Okay. What what They're was your warm. last name gonna be? Uh, I I don't have one. Like like right now or ever. Ever. That's okay. I don't okay. have one either. As like I I haven't had one. I don't know if I will ever get one. Definitely not within oh. two weeks. It's okay. It happens. Uh, I'll just put down the first name. Um, where? So where is that you are currently staying? They're gonna, yeah, I was gonna say they're gonna think somebody fucking scammed him because it just says set. <laughs> um, I'm just currently staying at an inn. Uh, on the other side of town. Okay. What? W- which inn? So, uh, where are we staying? I legitimately can't remember the name right now. Let me grab the thing. Oh my god. We don't have the map up. I can't reference I've, the map. I've, I've done it. I've given you about the many cow's locations. Eye? Cow's Eye, yeah. Yeah. I legitimately just couldn't remember the name of it. Cow's Eye. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, okay. So <laughs> Cow's Eye. Oh, um, okay. Is that like... Where is that? Uh, it's on the south side of town. Near wow, the, okay. It's down down the way from like Winchester Scythe and stuff, if you're familiar with that. Do they have like a student discount? I can almost like, guarantee that they don't. Me and my friends have been looking for like a new place to like, you know, hang out after classes. Um a lot of the a lot of the, the places around here to hang out are kind of stuffy, you know. It's a lot of like preppy kids. So Well, if you're looking for a place that's the opposite of oh, that, then I can guarantee that the cow's eye might might suit your fancy. Um, however, as far as a discount is concerned, I don't believe so. You might just be better off sticking to ordering cheap. Uh, but I, I have to order cheap. I'm a student. Uh, okay, so... Yeah. Um, Alright, so, that, so that's where you live. Um, do you have anything showing that you do actually live there? I mean, it's temporary. I just have a room there. I don't. I don't have a receipt or anything. Oh, uh, lady, do do you have something that shows that uh they are there? Um, I don't even the ones with the keys. Um, interesting. Now that I think about it, you're muted, muted Marshall. Okay, she doesn't want to yeah. say anything to me, so I guess. <laughs> the- <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're not even. I mean, this is in the recording at least, but uh, we we were in a we don't even have the key to the room. Oh, wait, do we have our own individual keys? Yes. Yeah, I, yeah I mean, like I can pull out the key and just yeah show I mean, that you, would like, be this my is, only suggestion. This is, this is all I have. You may you could do so absolutely. There, yeah, is there anything pull- on the key that says it's from the cowside? <laughs> like, um. He's gonna he's gonna hold his hand out like to to take it from you. I'll just hand it to him. Alright. So he'll he'll take it, he sets it on the on the parchment, and he pulls out a very um Silva, you'd be very familiar with this. Uh but it is appears to be some sort of a uh like a practitioner's wand. Uh it is a narrow strip of uh wood. It looks to be like a birch material um pliant, and it he takes the this small little wand 
uh, and lightly taps the key. And for a moment, the key illuminates in kind of like a golden, uh, golden light and gently floats off the parts for a second before dropping back down. Uh, okay, so I, I used the identify spell on it. Um, I, I, it's actually my first time using it outside of class. I usually can't get it to work really well. I got to have Christina help me out. So I, it, but it worked. So that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, okay. So the this is Napoleon dynamite. <laughs> so the spell, listen, I'm old. Okay. Uh, so the spell said that it is actually a key from, uh, the cow's eye. I guess it like, it's like branded for it. So, uh, it checks out. So you're you're good. Uh, I can fill out the rest of the paperwork, and then we'll uh, give me just a moment here. I'll get you set up with your card. Um, and so, in, in a matter of just like over the course of like a minute, you see he fills out some additional paperwork. Uh, he waves his wand around a few more times, and you see various objects magically float uh, around him, moving to different positions. The quill becomes automated, and it starts writing out something on its own before it dips back into the uh the inkwell um uh a rolling cart with some materials on it and this giant like flat rectangular almost like a machine of some sort uh magically rolls its way right over to him to be within reach uh he turns around um and as uh the uh the parchment lifts up by itself a rectangular section of it cuts from the rest of the parchment purely by magic uh, and separates itself entirely floating, suspended in the air. Uh, he reaches out, he grabs it with his hand, and then he proceeds to uh, lay it down on the rectangular surface and manually laminate it. Because even in the magical world, laminators are still really old and clunky and they've just never found a way to improve that technique. Uh, so he, so he laminates so the library fresh. card. <laughs> so he laminates the library card. Uh, you hear the like shun shun of the machine as it uh, goes through, and then he turns around and he hands it to you. It's not a perfect. Uh, it's not a perfect cut on it. The seam is a little bit. You know, the edges are a little bit sharp on it. They could be rounded out a little bit more. But you do have in your possession now an official, temporary Margrave University library card. Great. Uh, thank you very much for that. And I will set the, uh, um, oh my God, I'm having just an the absolute blueprint? brain fart today. The, the, bl the blueprints for, the uh, the place. I'm going to set yeah, them the down, curtain. uh, the velvet yeah, you, curtain. You, have you set them down in front of him? Um, he says, you looking to check these out? Yes. Cool. Do you have a library card? And the one that he literally just handed to me. Great. And he, he takes it, looks at it. Yeah, that's the one I just made for you. Just, you know, keeping an eye out, buddy. And he hands it back to you. The fucking audacity. You get the sense that he, he thinks this is very funny. He, he thinks he's being very, very clever. Uh, he's right. <laughs> well, he, and, if only uh, he knew he was a Navy SEAL uh, with 120 confirmed kills. <laughs> He hands the card back to you. The fuck uh, you say to me? <laughs> and then uh, he he writes down a few things in like a large ledger, uh, and then hands the blueprints back over to you and says, "Okay, so yeah, you can keep these for about two weeks, and then you got to bring them back." 
Uh, and you see he starts to uh, to close this book that is like this enormous ledger of all the things that people have checked out uh, over the oh, past like real, so. real quick uh, before you close that. Uh, oh, yeah. I, uh, I talked to, I believe, a librarian. Uh, they had said that the uh, documents on the Winchester Scythe had been checked out. Are you able to tell me when approximately those would be due back or are you able to tell me that information? Uh, oh, yeah, I can check. And he... he flips the ledger back open and he starts sort of perusing through it. Uh, let me see here. You said it was the, the Winchester Scythe is the name? Yeah. Okay, that's gonna be, uh, let's see, Doris Procedure, so that's gonna be Scythe. Um, what kind of place is it? The bar theater thing? Theater, okay. So that's gonna, okay, so okay, so occupational last First. Okay, so that's gonna be um so T T S W. Okay, let me take a look. And he starts going through. Um using the the door. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> god damn. I'm a nerd. Uh, starts going through. And after after a few moments of like he like flips through, he has to flip through like three or four pages. And then he finds it, he goes, Oh, okay, uh TSW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. Uh so yeah, we have a copy of the the floor plans for the Winchester Scythe. Um, this is like a lot more recent than a lot of the other buildings. Actually, it's relatively new. Uh, yeah, it's checked out. Um, looks like they checked it out like four days ago. Uh, they're not gonna have it back until. Looks like it's gonna be like another week and a half. Are you by any chance able to tell me who checked it out? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I guess I could. Are you gonna, like, use that information for any, like, bad stuff? <laughs> no, just in, if I happen to run into the person, you know, who knows? I might be able to ask okay. him just to take a look at it. Okay, he's gonna make an insight check. If you want to make a deception <laughs> roll to try to compete with it, you can do so. I, yeah, okay. I mean, that's the real question is, are you intending to lie? Yeah, I, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really intending to lie, but uh, if you're not intending to, you don't have to make any kind of roll. It's oh, okay, perfect. You're intending to be a truther. Yeah, I mean that's legitimately like if I recognize the name, I might just stow that away. I don't intend on doing anything with the information. He uh, he kind of looks at you for a moment. Does this have to do with the dryads? I don't Silva, does this have to do with the dryads? No. Okay. Uh it's the name, um so it's uh Trist. Trist oh. Trist is the name. Oh lovely. I actually I actually know Trist. Perfect. Since I when? Might, uh since like a few days ago. Uh we we've actually gotten to we met at the Winchester Scythe, so... Oh, that's great, because he checked this out, like, a few days ago. So, like, that lines up. It's pretty neat. Interesting. I'll have to I'll have to ask him about it next time I see him. Yeah, okay. Um, alright. Anything else that you were needing? Ah, uh, no. Thank you very much. Uh, best of luck with your, uh, your homework. Yeah, thanks. I don't... I'm not as interested in Cubar and wildlife as Christina is, so it's, I don't know, it's kind of boring to me. I'd rather be, like, you know 
living my life, but whatever. All right. As a player, <laughs> as a player, the idea of calling Quabarin wildlife boring is astonishing. Yo, yo, for wizards though. But, for okay. Wizards, though? Okay, you tell me. Oh, it's really boring also, that they're learning about this tiger, wizard. this giant-sized tiger that can fly. <laughs> also for a teenage wizard. Yeah, I would think a flying a flying tiger that shoots acid breath would be fucking cool as shit. <laughs> oh, I can, Sabrina I can, don't care. I can legitimately picture even just you take like a Harry Potter or a Ron Weasley and they would find it. They would find some way to find it boring. That's just what teenagers do. That's that is what teenagers do. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he, this before. Yeah. So yeah, he he hands Kids the, the blueprints and everything over to you, uh, and you are now in possession of the the blueprints. They are they are yours right. for the next two weeks. Awesome. Uh, start heading back to meet up with the rest of the gang. Then anything else you needed, uh, uh, lady. Uh, no, uh, I guess I had hoped to be more of a help to him, but I guess he helped himself, so I'm I'm all good. <laughs> okay, cool. Are you like, um, uh, and you see his eyes kind of like dart around just a little bit. Are you like, are you like from here? I'm gonna ask you to rephrase the question a little bit. Kind of look down for a moment. <laughs> Like, Christina wanted to know if you like go to this school. I told her that you you probably didn't because I've never seen you around here. But she was like, <laughs> I want to I want to ask her anyway. Um, and uh, then she got like really flushed and said she had to go to the bathroom. So I don't know what was up with that. To be fair, I... no, never mind. Uh, <laughs> no, I do not go. All right, well, anyway, um, I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna do my. <laughs> I was from here, uh, but I'm far too old to be a student now. Oh, okay. It's cool. It happens. I did um, all my all learning right. in the he war. Goes back to... <laughs> the exact same response that he gave to me not having a last name. That's cool. It happens. It happens. It happens. He's remarkably chill. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, and he just goes back to writing, and uh, that is that. If you skedaddle. Right now, now that potentially we'll be exiting the premises and potentially moving on to other folk, yes. I'm going to, in real life and canonically, go use the restroom. Okay. So what we'll do, uh, so I think this is a good point actually for us to jump over. Uh, we're going to jump back over to uh, Johannes and Caspian. Uh, the two of you are now walking out of the Velvet Curtain. Um, Caspian kind of looks looks up, looks at kind of where the where the sun is sitting position currently. Uh, okay, so we've got a little bit of time here before we're supposed to meet up with everybody. Uh, what do you think? We should probably head over to the meeting spot right away, I reckon. I would reckon so, yeah. I think we did all that we could on our end. Did I did I hear that right? That 
that uh that Dubois guy was going to secure tickets for us. That's that is really going to be a big deal. I mean, it'll help keep our names off of any ledgers or anything. That's what he told us. I can't imagine he would lie. Didn't seem like the type to lie about something. He seemed more about like the type to <clears throat> posture and make sure that his status is very well known. Yeah. Well, if that works out for us, that'll be that'll be a pretty pretty big deal. I hope the uh I hope everybody else was able to make out as well as we did. Uh okay. Let's head on over. Okay, follow, uh, lead the way. Let me start making your way through the city. Uh as you're walking through the city, there are uh, you know, these large crowds of people. It's it's like midday now. There's you know all the stores are in like full force. Everybody's out doing their shopping or otherwise uh, going to work, you know, going about their business. Um, so the streets are just filled with people. Um, as you are walking by, you notice a uh, a man sort of slumped in, in the corner of a building uh, with a little, little hat laid out in front of him um, with a few, like, paltry coins inside of it. Uh, Visibly covered head to toe in rags, uh, very disheveled appearance. Uh, it kind of looks up at you as as you walk by. Uh, just some change is all. Just some change. Um. Uh, you know what? I'll toss him. I'll toss him a silver piece. Okay. Uh. You snap the silver piece to him, and it kind of spins through the air. And as it does, uh, you watch as the man's uh, head sort of, like, tilts up a little bit. And a third arm shoots out from within his rags, uh, sort of jettisons out and grabs the coin out of the air for retreating back into his robes. Uh, and he just kind of slumps back over a little bit and goes, Thank you. That will keep him satiated. I just give like a nod and then keep walking after that. Uh, Caspian doesn't really say anything at first, but then as you kind of get a good distance away from them, he goes, I can explain that later if you're interested, but I don't blame you if you're not interested. I'm here about it. I like glance back. I think I'm pretty interested. Yeah, I think I think I want to know what was going on with that. Uh, let's, let's get let's get to the meeting spot. We can. Yeah, of course. It's not. Yeah, not right now. Uh, and so, yeah, the, the two of you kind of continue on your way, break, making your way through the crowds. Eventually, you do reach uh, on the the very, very north, very northern side of town there. Um, you reach the, the agreed-upon meeting spot, which is this kind of, uh, this, like, nice, almost like a park, like this, this large, like, field area, uh, a, a nice little clearing that has all this green grass. Um, that that sits it's almost sandwiched in between the distance uh between the velvet curtain and uh Van Horton's and Morton's the clothing shop uh you arrive there and you see that there are several people uh 
some of them are sort of like splayed out on the grass. Others are having like picnics, talking with each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see, there's a a couple that is playing with a a dog. Uh, the dog barks happily, and they sort of toss this like wooden ball object um, a short distance away from them. And when they do, the dog uh, goes bark, 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 and then disappears uh, before a second later reappearing uh, just in front of where the ball is and snatching it out of the out of the air. Uh, and the couple claps and goes, good boy, Rufus, good boy, good boy. Dogs. Uh, as they, they play with their dog. I look uh, over to Caspian and say, can you explain that too? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a blink dog. Blink dog. You don't have blink dogs where you're from? Hmm, no, can't say I did. It's like a some kind of inherited trait thing. Mages used to breed dogs to have specific magical qualities, and one of the subsets of breeding, I guess, was like some sort of a teleportation thing that they have. Uh, huh. They're pretty popular among uh, kind of the more athletic folk. Huh. Is it only that dog that can do that? No, no, there's there's other blank dogs. There there's you know. Like like I say, there's a lot of them get bred specifically for that purpose. <clears throat> huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh but yeah, you you have arrived at the uh, kind of at the park there. There is uh as as any good park should have, there are some nice like wooden benches that are sort of peppered throughout uh throughout the area so you find yourself a nice little little bench area that's sort of away from everybody else uh and you both sit down there <sighs> johannes be uh be straight with me how much do you know about arcane study You know, I could posture and lie and say you know random things that I might have heard, but honestly i Never came up in my daily life. I uh, can't say I had too uh, scholastic of an up- upbringing, we can put it. So, hmm. a lot of this is new to me, especially in a city like this. You, uh, okay, well, I mean. Look, that that guy that we just passed earlier there. Technically, if local law enforcement was doing their job, you wouldn't have seen something like that. But sometimes they get sloppy and they don't pick people up off the street like there's two. Um, hmm. Magic being what it is, I mean, it is incredibly common throughout our world. You know, we, we're all used to it, you know, for... Dozens and dozens of years now, we have imbued magic into our everyday lives. But rote in particular, I don't know. It's it's a little different. There's this, there's kind of this like traditional front that's happening in the city, especially uh, on the southern side. You know, up up here. Really, just about anybody who's anybody up here is also a practitioner of magic, no matter what business it is that they're going to go into. So a lot of people growing up in the city 
usually they end up going to Margrave University to study. Uh, and then when they graduate from there, they'll either stay in the city or they head out in search of other pursuits. But regardless of what they choose to do, a big part of your life is learning how to do magic and how to do it well. Occasionally you get people like that who don't have as much of a qualified upbringing. And so if they want to learn magic and they don't have access to the school, sometimes people get desperate and they try to learn it through other means, less officiated means. Uh, and then spells can go wrong, incantations can be done incorrectly, potions brewed improperly, and you end up with accidents can imagine costly accidents they can be very costly yes guys like that they kind of tend to you know leave well enough alone as long as they can just feed themselves but you know occasionally we get things that we really have to sweep under the rug for the sake of keeping the city clean physically and perception um there's a lot of other political stuff wrapped up in it, too. I mean, everything to do with, you know, Arcanics over in Andare, you know, the competition between, like, the mage rights and everybody, it's... It gets pretty nasty sometimes. I can imagine tensions can be high in a place with so many people. There's a lot of people fighting for a very limited number of positions here in the city. I mean, it's... It's expanding rapidly, but the the walls and the available buildings and everything is... It's not. It, the city itself has just been static. It's like... I don't know. With everything that's been happening, it feels like something's about to break. Like something, something bad's going to happen that's been building up for a while. Bunch of... Tim, a tinder has been added into the fire pit. Just need a match to light it. Something of that sort. I just hope that what it is that we're trying to do doesn't somehow become... Well, whatever happens, Caspian, I know that you're doing your best. It's all any of us that. can really do. Uh, going over to Dak and Nathaniel. Uh, so the two of you had gotten your orders placed for the clothing items that you would be needing. Uh, and where we had left off, you yourselves had just exited, uh, Van Horten's and Morton's. Um, from there, uh, you can of course head straight to the meeting spot if you would like to. Otherwise, uh, if there's somewhere else that you want to go, uh, let me know. I think we were just heading right back, right? I think so, too. Um, yeah. uh, but uh, Dag does look <clears throat> at you, Nathaniel, and say, um, Excuse me, I'm going. Um, uh, 
um, should we go and meet with the others or is there something that we that we need to do before we see them i i don't think so we got our orders we followed them through might as well rendezvous I suppose you got anywhere you need to be, eh? We did all of our shopping the other day. There is, um... There's one thing that I would like to... ask, but... I'm not sure if there's anybody available that would be able to... give an answer that I'm looking for. Um... So... I believe that this is an event um, meeting with the others would be the wisest choice, as you said, Uncle. If it has something to do with the city, I'm sure Caspian will know what, where, and who. It's it's something that um. In, uh, forgive me, Uncle. That, but, it is something that I would much like to keep away from Caspian's ears. Um, it's not as if um, they. It's not as if I don't trust the men. Um, after all, we've fought apparitions uh, side by side. Um, but Prince Caspian is a very, very uh, intelligent individual. But for this case, I feel that he might be too intelligent. Hey, I can't say I blame you. It is a bit fun keeping secrets from the secret keeper, though. is a lesson of entertainment, yes. Alright. I want you to know, lad, I don't ever want you to feel that way about me, I. You can tell me anything, and I'll be here to listen. Your uncle. Um... It out loud or in me head. Thank you, uncle. That's, um... I believe um, too much to that point. Um, then Nathaniel, on your head, you hear. The thing that I would like to learn is whether or not there is a diplomat or some sort of dignitary from Salona or the Empire of uh, Riedra, presently here in the city of Rote. It's not only do I believe that uh, there being one here in the city might interfere with our own plans, but there is something also that I must avoid when it comes to them. It's a more personal matter of one of my childhood, but one that I would 
much rather like to avoid a awkward encounter. Hey, that's perfectly reasonable. How do you suppose we go find out? I do not have the faintest idea, Uncle. If I would believe that people near the castle or couriers that work nearby would be have the information at hand, but again, it is something that we will have to go asking, and those kinds of questions lead to different types of attention. It is the reason why I don't want to involve Prince Caspian, as he's a bit too intelligent for his own good when it comes to this. And he might involuntarily turn some stones that weren't, that are not ready to be turned. Hey, all right. Well, then let's get together with the group and see if any of them have information. It sounds like a wise plan. Thank you, Uncle. I will follow your path. Anytime, nephew. Uh, Dak offers a small little smile and then... Uh, kind of puts on the bratty gold cloak again to hide himself a bit more and follows out to Nathaniel. Alright. Uh, as the two of you continue to make your way, it doesn't take long for you to reach. Uh, what you can see is this kind of like a like this local park like clearing uh, with, with many people gathered there. Um... At about the same time, you are able to catch just out of the corner of your eye what looks to be a uh, somewhat tall hooded figure, as well as a uh, as a fairy, uh, also making their way towards towards this park at the same time that you are. Uh, and at this moment, essentially everyone sort of gathers. Uh, you all see Johannes and. Uh, Caspian sitting together on a park bench, uh, seeming to be in conversation about something, uh, and so the the other four of you approach. Uh, actually, I wanted to on our way over ask Silva a question. Okay. Um, so before we get to the park, uh, Silva, your uh. Magical ability to identify. Uh, do you require uh, expendable components for that? Is it something that you can only do so often? What are the limitations on that? You're muted. muted. <laughs> well, I do this so I don't make a bunch of noise for the recording. Uh, <laughs> especially when I was eating airheads. <laughs> Uh, that's the noise I'm there for. Oral? That's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> ASMR. I don't know about the rapper, exactly. but it, the rapper is really the the strong. The, the, the rapper strong is the best part. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. a crinkly feeling I feel it in my appendix where it used to be. 
Uh, it is. Anyways, history, so it, flavor, it best is, flavor, fight me. So it is not something that this is that uh, I can do a limited amount of time. However, it takes me about 11 minutes every time. Okay. Is it something that you could possibly do while we're walking? We've had this discussion before, I think, right? Um, maybe yeah, a different we, campaign, but... When, when you were... When, when we left Victoria's, right? When we, yep, I was just going to say, when we left Victoria's oh, Gable, yeah. we had this guy. Right. And we just what had to like the... guide you while you were doing it, right? You were yeah. still able to do it. You, okay. you, it was possible. It was absolutely possible to use the identify spell while you are moving. It's just that your attention, as such, is not going to be one hundred percent focused on the way above you. So it's ideal that you're going to want to have somebody with you while it's happening, so you don't just like you know walk off a cliff or something. I'll just hold myself to. I can just hold myself to the strap of your backpack, and float along. <laughs> While I focus okay. on this, just, just hide in your backpack like the corgi. No, 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 it's just I'm just gonna like, you know, all I need to do is grab the strap next behind him and just kind of be like this. Um. Okay. So as uh, so then as we're walking, because it's more than a ten minute walk for us to get from Morgan yes. to the park. Yeah. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to grab the. Uh, the dagger from uh, my backpack and just kind of hold it out while still wrapped in the cloth uh, and be like, I don't know if this is magical or not. Uh, hence why I would like you to potentially take a look at it to see if there's anything up with it. I found it in the archive room underneath the desk looks fairly old came with a weird note so i want to make sure that this is on the up and up and not you know cursed hence why i'm not actually touching it uh before anything goes on with it figure might as well do it while we're walking over sounds good Well, well, I'll keep an eye. Out. I'll, I'll get. I'll get working on it. Hold myself to you, and we'll make our way over. Perfect. All right. So That's, you yeah, are. I just had to start. Yep. So you're identifying <laughs> the the dagger as you make your way over. So, really, the timing would work out that as you are approaching, uh, you would that would. There should be enough time that you would be able to finish that spell out entirely. Uh, which means that as you approach, uh, you would receive the image and the information in your mind as you look at upon this dagger with this arcane set of new eyes uh, and become aware of the My dagger special. and its property. My special eyes. What do you see with your fairy eyes? What do your fairy eyes see? <laughs> uh, what do my eyes see? <laughs> a damn thing. Let's switch places. <laughs> uh, what they see is that what you are holding in your possession is... Uh, 
the blade itself is non-magical. This is a some sort of fisherman's blade. Uh, often used by uh, sailors. Uh, you've seen these types of blades before. You are familiar with them. Uh, in fact, you're a friend of yours has, has used blades like these quite often for mm-hmm. uh, the, the gutting of fish. Uh, you know from the spell and from stories that you've heard that these types of blades uh, often get sort of passed around amongst crew members of ships, uh, whether it be merchant ships, trade ships, uh, whalers, or uh, pirates, rogues, and vagabonds. The blade itself, non-magical, but there is a coating of some sort on the blade very old, almost completely dried out by now. Uh, but there is a coating, and that gives off something to it. Though you can't detect it's it's odorless, colorless. No idea if it is potentially poisonous or what other purpose it may serve. Uh, but it is very it is very dry, almost undetectable. Uh if not for the fact that you just did so with magic. Oh, and I should mention to you as well, since you are now looking at the blade, that it does, in fact, have the Mother of Pearl finish to the handle, uh, which ends uh, with kind of a flare uh, at the end, this sort of engraving of what appears to be like a blue flower pattern of some sort. Fascinating. So sad. Where did you get this blade again? Uh, strapped to the bottom of the desk in the blueprint room. It looked like it had been there for a while. Um, came with this note, and I'll show Silva the note. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that it it seemed the note seemed fairly ominous, so I wanted to be better safe than sorry. Do you have it written down there, Kevin? Oh, is it the mysterious Um, note or is it the uh Yeah I thought that was This is the this is the set you free note with a with the skull and bones at the bottom. Uh I do not have it written down. It was J. J. Will betray me. Set you free, and there was a skull and crossbones drawn at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll read it. And that was that was the letter. I don't want to get anybody confused. That is the letter J, not like J A Y. Oh yeah. I'll look at it. I'll read it and be like, "Well said." don't mean to alarm you. The blade is nothing. There's no magic to it whatsoever. Right. It, 
it does appear to be it has a light coating of something could be poisonous <laughs> uh it's not magically coated so inherently okay get to know what <laughs> uh you know it is just by it being there so um Based on, however, I know that this is a this is a fishing blade uh, used by a number of rogue pirates, sailors, vagabonds. Did I hit them all? <laughs> Scoundrels, rapscallions. Um, um, the Holy Wonka. And the chocolate pilferers. <laughs> I mean, these are pretty common, so they often that dog that one time, <laughs> so aren't often like indicate indicative of like being a particular person. Okay. Well, this one has a fancier, a fancier handle. Um. So between what I see in this note, and between what I see on this blade, is that I do believe. This may have likely been owned by a pirate. Right. So we've come to the same conclusion. Um, okay. If there's, you said there was a coating on it. Um, I will take a closer look at that as it's... I would probably be familiar with at least on a basic level poisons and stuff yes, that would go on sure. daggers. Yeah, you can try. It's very light, so you may have some trouble. But by all means. Um, I have to roll, like, investigation for that, or... Uh, you know, yeah, let me actually check that, because that might actually be something more... Like, history here. Hmm. I'm gonna say... I'm going to say a survival check, actually. Survival, okay. That would be... Oof, okay. Okay. Uh, four. Four, okay. Uh, you think you can just barely make out a little bit of what Silva's talking about where there's almost like like a clear layer of film on the blade but it's it's very very difficult to see like it is near impossible um you have to hold it like just right in the sunlight to be able to see even like a little bit of it uh you have no idea what it is though okay yeah i figured it's much with that roll but also, when I saw that, I only have a plus one to survival and have an overall minus three. <laughs> um, cool. Then it is what it is. We can meet back up with the party. Yeah. It's, yeah, it'd be right around that time is when you'd be rejoining. Uh, everybody else would be joining together and now at the park, as you all see Johannes and Caspian uh, sitting together on the bench. Feeding pigeons, throwing <laughs> bread into the words. 
Is there uh, a plaque as, on this bench? As as you approach, uh, you hear Caspian explaining to Johannes. Now, a lot of people assume that you want to feed bread to them, but in reality, uh, bread can really mess with their digestive system. It's better to feed them some like uh, dried corn uh, or some carrots. And he's uh, he is motioning to. <laughs> oh, you know my friend's aunt. She was a. Uh, uh... She was gluten free as well, so like I think I, you know. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. It's it's really the same kind of thing. Oh, okay. Um, you know, ducks oh, and humans. I think this is our. I think this is our our troop. Hey, everyone. Everything all Hello? right? Everything good? Yeah. How how fair you all? Hopefully, uh, you all were as successful as we were in our endeavors. Do you consider um, box seats provided by the family of the premier architect in the city uh, to the opera that our target is going to be attending? Do you consider that a success? I don't know. Well, we might be more successful if you don't outwardly call someone our target in public. (laughs) (laughs) I like look around and... um, He's absolutely like looking around, like making sure nobody's nearby as this conversation's happening. Because uh, while you are sort of in a more secluded part of this park, like you are still in public, so it's. <laughs> what were there say... names? Written I was talking on about blueprints. Pardon? Were there names of like the architects written on the blueprints? Like, would they have signed these documents? Yes. Or... Uh, there is a, there is a, uh, it's going to be, it's just going to be first initial and then last name. So Mm. it's, uh, G Trevor, it's R, Mm, nothing can uh, go wrong there. It's R, uh, ye are, (laughs) I know that's a really weird name, so let me spell that for you. So it's R, the letter R, dot. Uh, Year, which is Y E E A R. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yar. And, and that's the only the, name, or no? There, there's more names. Uh, yeah. Any any building of this size and stature has potentially dozens and dozens of people working on it. Even in even in an age of arcane like this, where a lot of the heavier work is being done through magic, uh. A lot of many, many people would have to be on hand in order logistics wise to make this happen. So your top designers are the ones that are getting this kind of name credit because they're the ones that actually drew out these blueprints. So there's R E R, there is uh L Trevor L Gavinchi. M Spencer. It's L L Gavinchi. Uh G A V E N S H Y. And all the zombies. And M. Dubois. I feel like Dubois is a name we've heard before. Sure might be. It could be. Uh, Okay, so then... uh, What was the the name of this architect? I I might have... Might be able to vet that. Uh, I just, like, glanced at And then I whisper... Cassowary Dubois? Yeah, that was the guy. Oh, Dubois. Yeah, that that actually checks. Uh, that was one of the names on the uh, 
Um, and I will pull them out and be like, these plans that I have. Ho, ho, ho. Well done, you two. Uh, Nathaniel, Dak, were you able to get the, the clothing situation sorted? I hold the specifications. I'll have it ready for us right before the plan. Excellent. Uh, so, uh, oh, yeah, Dak. Um, the, uh, forgive me, um, the acquisition of some of the materials um, may or may not have involved a deceptive ploy uh, in order to acquire them. Um, and you might hear word of it later on uh, from three um, of uh, the Warforge at the castle. Um, but until then, just not that it was absolutely necessary and to it was absolutely necessary to maintain the to maintain the illusion of our attempt into the um the velvet curtain and um silver's outfit was completely required for this Deception to work. What did you do? <laughs> I am um... Nathaniel. What did you do? What did I do? I did nothing. Honestly, I just stood there. I'm to play. Bodyguard to the diplomat, I like, and I was I like practicing my job quite well, sir. Oh, what did Dak do? I look over, I'm like, he's probably going to find out eventually. You might as well just. <laughs> that's, that's understandable. I am being truthful. I swear to me, God, I did nothing. Yeah, this is also true. It is a ploy mainly from. Uh, my own uh, misled cunning um, to put it in the most uh, simplest of terms um, I've convinced the person creating our outfits that I am a second son of a permanent dignitary family uh, who is currently involved with the ploy with the castle and King uh, Burnell to replace the current head of that family, uh, who so happens to be the identical lookalike to me, and to replace them as the head of the ha of the household, so that I may favorably give them trade routes to the continent of Sarlona, and more specifically, um, the Empire of Riedra. And because of that, we were able to bring a 1,200 gold uh, cost down to 600. And, uh, 
And now the tailor is also a co-conspirator in the way. We should expect to Mad lad convinced them there was a coup d'etat happening between governments that don't exist. It was a phenomenal sight to see. Why? <laughs> That's a lot of information. Was take. this necessary? Um, in the moment, yes. The outfit that I required for Silva was very expensive. We could have gone cheaper. Like, you, we, you didn't need the the story, and you, you could have just scaled it back a little bit. It's... Like, did you just point at something in a window and say that's it? Those are their most expensive <laughs> products, Tack. I just stare at that. Yeah, with it. my one eye. <laughs> Caspian, he's not allowed to go shopping ever again. Apologies. It seems I did not exercise a lesson of restraint, and I've deterred from the path from hence forward. But I will say that we will now have amazing garments coming our way. Oh, God. I thought he'd stop after he saw the bill, but then he spins a yarn and gets it for cheap. It was amazing. Honestly, uh, forgive me, Uncle, for interrupting, but to be honest, I lost. I may or may not have blacked out halfway through the conversation, and then I was able to um, figure out that oh something favorable had happened. Um, um, well, what's done is done, I guess. Man, you ever just black out uh, and then end up wake up to a fifty percent discount? <laughs> and it was they just gave you fifty percent off. Not uh, forgive me, uh, not necessarily. Uh, the other half of the bill, um, close to. Sorry. Uncle, do you know the exact number that was billed to the castle? I do not. I was I was mostly in awe of what was happening more than to take stock of what was happening. Nathaniel, you're just as much at fault for not stopping this. I ate. I thought he'd stop after he saw the bill. He does this. Honestly, it does the job, doesn't it? What will we ask to do? No one's supposed to know to about in. this. And no one does. The, ca the castle knows now. The castle knows that they're getting bills for clothes. How often does that happen? Caspian? <laughs> I guess, yeah. And the lad's not that stupid to give us a name. Like, aye, we need clothes. Put it under dark and Caspian. What? I'm proud of him. He's saying right? he didn't do that. He did the job and he did it damn well. You, what, what name did you put it under? 
I had them originally built to Triss. <laughs> Thank you, Silva. Um, <laughs> if the payment didn't go through with Triss, or if they were unable to locate him, um, I then had them forward the um, the bill over to three. Uh, three uh, as in the right hand of the king three <laughs> that three oh gods the very same. I mean he's a nice guy sure he'd be willing to help out oh gods <laughs> I mean I guess it's only if they don't get a hold of Trist. I um, forgive the interruption, but uh, uh, the ploy did bank, uh, or did depend on the fact that bureaucracy is, as it always has been, slow. And by the time that three would receive the bill for 900 extra gold, that youth would not be able to either figure out why that was there and sign off on it regardless or um he would investigate and be told a far-fetched story of a young lad that came in uh, about the imaginary coup that was not happening for a house that did not exist true it does it i mean it is true he is inherently benefited by the fact that he gave tales to things that don't exist or not you know and and names that are i hope were not real i mean outside of obviously tristan three but i mean your names that you came in with were not real I can only hope that this doesn't end up back by me. Look what you've done to Caspian. <laughs> Caspian, are you, are you okay? I apologize, is, Prince Caspian. He is noticeably like, like the, his face is like gaunt. Drain of, drain of a, color. There is a greenness around the cheeks a little bit. Whoa. Um, do you need some... Do you need to, like, lay down? Do you need something to drink? Uh, yeah. And he's just gonna, like, he literally gets off the bench and lays down on the grass and just kind of, like, <laughs> spreads out to pose. Oh, my. I, uh... I like take like a small like piece of cloth and like pour some water on it and like put it on his forehead. <laughs> there, 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 friend. It'll all work out. Our goal here is to gather information in a way that does not interrupt the normal day-to-day -day of what is happening. In just the past couple of days alone, we had a rogue warforged attack on 
one of our primary methods of transportation throughout multiple nations that were previously at war. After that, a building within Rote City walls was hit. And someone disappeared. Now, there will be a rumor spreading about a coup that is occurring directly involving the royal family. And the people indirectly responsible for this coup have a line of communication with a warforge in Broken Blade Castle. Ooh, when you, uh, oh, it sounds even worse like when that. you spell it out that way. Oh, it was bad enough before. The least of what could happen is that my co-workers at the Citadel are going to suspect that another plot is being formed and they are going to shut down any public events where a mass crowd would be gathered, like, say, a theatrical performance. We can't have that happen. Otherwise, this will all be for nothing. Uh, Okay. So, the information we received is that the show in question is going to be occurring tomorrow evening. When did you say those outfits are going to be done? Um, at some point before the show. It was, I believe we would have to return to the store to retrieve them. Right. And it will have to be you too, because if any of us show up to get those outfits, it's going to look suspicious. It's still possible for this to happen, but this is going to be our one shot. After this, we are not going to have another opportunity. Yeah. We best make it count then. Thankfully, we have an inn. Um, we have these. Um, hopefully, you know these these outfits better be worth it. Uh, and then we'll we'll get this taken care of. Looking for the intrusion, Wait. but I do believe that we will all look um, dashing in our individual outfits. Right. Well, might as well. At the get very to least, Silva, you can at least tell people you got a dress given to you by the capital. We can't tell anyone about this. To say that. <laughs> I think that's the whole point of this conversation: is that we're not supposed well, to be not, talking not to anyone. At the party. I'm assuming you're keeping the clothes. These aren't rentals. Um, oh, God. Please, forgive you the interruption. 
How much money did you end up spending all together? Um, all six hundred gold that was given, and an additional nine hundred gold that will be built at the castle. But more to the line of Silva being able to discuss about the dress, if the tales are true of how long Silva's kind can survive, um, in the better century she can they would like about their new outfit. Oh, good. I actually didn't know we could rent them. I thought we were buying them. Did you ask? I, um, did you? Did you? Oh, God. Um, good. Good lord. For, pardon the interruption, but what is this word, venting? It, I, uh, it, I, as opposed to purchasing an item and having permanent ownership of it, it's essentially usually paying a smaller amount to have ownership of that item for a temporary amount of time, after which you would return it back to the place that you had rented it from. Like a, like a library book, something of that nature. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I should have sent... Set and Silva to the clothing shop. Oh, this is this the concept behind it. Um, renting seems rather strange. Why not just purchase the item outright rather than using it once? Uh, it's for people who want to look I... fancy on an occasion but don't have the money to do so. What dark on this one? I didn't actually know you could rent them. I thought it was all just buying. It never looked fancy before. It was pretty much armor all day, every day. For which you buy it, you polish it, you take care of it. It's yours. Renting is seems wrong. Pardon the intrusion, but what happens if the clothes are ruined? Do they get returned? You pay a deposit and you just don't get your deposit back. Um, the intrusion, but what is the deposit? It's part of the fee that you pay when you rent clothes. You pay a slight premium on renting. In the the idea is that you take very good care of the clothes, and that when you return them, if they are in still good condition, you receive that money back. It as some form of blackmail. Is that the word I want to use? No, insurance. What is this insurance? Oh God! Uh, Please, yeah, I, I don't okay. think Caspian's okay. heart can take any more of this. Okay. <laughs> we, if we're about to start right. teaching people how money works, we need to find another place to do it. Okay. Very granted, we could have handled it better. I'll admit it. However, the end result is the same. We got what we needed. Yeah, let's focus on the positives. The ones that we now, can find. What's the plan? Now, we got more importantly, it's the, the plans. We have. Too late to fret over the past. Let's just try to find a way forward. I was just getting to that. Let's 
now that we've done everything we set up to do, let's reconvene at our regular meeting spot. And we'll go over what you found. And that way we'll be able to formulate and solidify our actual plan of attack moving forward. Well, we have until tomorrow evening to get this nailed down. Great. That, sh- that should be plenty of time. Um, the bulk of the work I feel is already done. It'll just be reviewing these plans and coming up with some ideas. I have already, just from you know what I looked at, at the library have have a few ideas and now that i know that we have box seats uh it should be a lot easier to formulate something um on the way over back to the cow's eye uh caspian could you take a look at this and i'll hand him the dagger uh so as you're heading back over to the cow's eye, um, you hand him the dagger. He kind of takes, looks at a bit of an inquisitive look on his face. Uh, uh, something I found uh, while doing the research and just thought it interesting. Uh, thought you might have some insight onto it. It looks like there's a slight film on it. I couldn't tell what it was, though. Thought you might have a bit of a better idea. Yeah, let me... Uh take a look here and he kind of examines it looks at the blade uh some kind of fishing knife rusted blade very old uh, a little bit of a shine to it like hmm. that and he kind of is looking There's definitely something on there. Most of it's worn away, though, whatever it was. Yeah, it made it a struggle to for me to even begin to think about what it could be. Sorry, did someone give you this, or did you just find it? I found it. It seemed um, like it had been in the spot that it was for a very, very long time. Um... It came with a note that I can show you when we get back to the Gauzai if you're more if you're interested in it, uh, if we have time uh, after or before figuring out this plan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, he his eyes travel from looking at the blade itself to looking at the handle uh, and you see his eyebrow raises a little bit as he looks at the handle of the dagger. Uh, and then hands the dagger back over to you and says, yeah, that's, uh, it's an interesting find for sure. Yeah. Just thought it was interesting and thought you might be interested. It might have a bit more insight into it, or you might be interested in looking into it with me yourself. So. I mean, I mean, it's an old dagger. I don't see anything about it. That's especially, you know, off the mark, it looks pretty nondescript otherwise. Well, it is it is a pirate's dagger. It... Is that what this is? Uh, from the note, I would assume so. It's a very short note, but it had a skull and crossbones on it. 
Okay, that does simplify things a bit. Yeah, makes it a little straightforward. But then uh, what's a pirate's dagger doing all the way out here? There's not exactly a lot of piracy happening this far inland. Yeah, not to mention it was strapped underneath the only desk in the uh, in the area that had all the blueprints for almost every building in uh, in this city. And it looks like it had been there for ages and the room itself had not been touched in a while. Yeah, there's just a lot of interesting things about this dagger, um, as well as the fact that the floor plans for the Winchester Scythe had also been checked out. Okay, I, I mean it does happen. That's you know various plans, just like what you by Trist Shit. four days ago. That's what. I can only assume it wasn't the actual Trist, if everything just, that we've discussed has... I was I was just going to say, Trist would have... Trist is a, Trist is a majority owner in the Winchester mm -hmm. Scythe. He would have easy access to a set of the blueprints, probably at the Scythe itself. They, they would have mm -hmm. some sort of master copy. Exactly. But that means he would need his library card... And I imagine it wouldn't be a temporary one if he's as well-known, or if he's playing as well-known of a person. And you really need, apparently, as we learned, you really need to give a lot of information to have a library card. Well, if the person has taken over their identity as such, who knows if Tristan already have one that he just commandeered. Right. He could have, yes, he, I'm, yes. I'm, I mean, I guess that is the note. I guess is that yes, he probably or easily could have stolen it, or whatnot. But anyways, that figured that was a good bit of information to do with this whole thing as well. So important to keep in mind while we go about this, at least. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of weird stuff, you know. Well, let's get back to the cow's eye. We can we can unpack everything. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, and uh, back you all go. Uh, we everybody sort of travels, heading back south to the the southern side of town. Um, after about close to another hour or so, you are able to make your way back to. Uh, the familiar residence of the cow's eye. Do we pass by any bed of flowers or anything like that on the way there? Yeah, probably a few few beds of flowers, uh, particularly outside of like people's windowsills. Cool. I rip up some of the flowers. Okay. And after I get like five of them, I hand them over to uh, Caspian. <laughs> Dak, where did you get those flowers from? From the road. The road gave Adam. you flowers? 
road had flowers next to it. <laughs> we saw for Lady Missy in the off chance that um, she might still be cross with you. Can I have those, please? I hand them without saying anything. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, and he is going to take them, and he, as at at this point, you are you are crossing over the bridge, going into the southern part of town, uh, and you see he he takes them from you, takes a deep breath, and throws them over the bridge and into the water of the river. Less is more. In everything that we're doing, less is more. Fly in and go get it. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to stay focused, all right? Um, I understand, Prince Caspian. There should be a lesson of self restraint. The fact that you keep calling him Prince Caspian. You are the reason that he is going to have an aneurysm one day. <laughs> uh, Caspian silently leads you all back to the cow's eye. Uh, you go inside. Uh, you do not see Missy. She does not appear to be at the bar. You don't see her anywhere. Uh, and Caspian just kind of wordlessly just leads all of you. Like He just starts heading up spiral staircase leading upstairs. leads all of you right up there to to the room that you've been previously occupied. All right. Set, you got those blueprints? Yep. I will pull them out and I will lay them out flat on the table for everyone to take a look at. Um, So it looks like uh, it's separated into two floors. the box seats that we're going to be in are likely up here on this second floor. You can see that it kind of looks out over a blank space. It seems like that would just be the open air above where the stage is here on the first floor. Yeah, they'll they'll have that area opened up. That's where a lot of the uh, the the rigging for the the curtains and such is going to be. Yeah, so uh, we'll have a great shot above it. Uh, we honestly. Considering how, you know, in the prestigious uh, our friend uh, that we're attempting to meet up with is, they may very well be in the same room as us. Or if there's private, private viewing areas, although it doesn't, it looks like this room up on the top here is the really the only, well, the only one. Yeah, they've got several rooms divided up here at the top. Um, some sort of 
maybe a storage area to the left balcony. Yeah. I know most of the time at places like these, there's a there's a check in process uh, before you actually head upstairs to the balcony. Normally, they'll secure some of your belongings, um, things that they won't allow you to take up with you. Yeah, I mean, even even the room right below it, it doesn't look like a viewing room. It just looks like uh, it's part of what might be like a display area for the th for the velvet curtain. Like it looks like a like I'm almost like a museum of sorts. So I I don't I don't foresee them being in a different room uh, unless this area up here at the top um, is you know like a private viewing area but it's also connected to the backstage so it could just be where directors or producers are sitting observing I think we we so we know where the balcony is going to be set up we know where we're going to be coming in we should definitely establish where we can go as far as the the quickest way for us to find an exit if we need one. Hey, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, for my own assistance in trying to help the viewers, <laughs> is it that the top one is the first floor and the bottom one is the second? or The top one is, is actually the second, the second floor. Uh, the the yeah. VIP balcony that we're referring to is going to likely be this section right here. Um, okay where doing what Dylan is doing and referencing portions of the map by clicking on them is very assisting to the viewers. <laughs> I know this because I had no idea what we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's why I started clicking on the, uh, okay. the up, upper left area. Okay. Yeah. yeah continue to do that would be very helpful. My color may just be a little harder to see because it's it also a dark can green. Another thing, obviously, that we can always do in the future is do things like, you know, draw into certain spots and like undo them or delete them. Gotcha. But yeah, so as I was saying, you know, this area that I am clicking on now looks like a, a display museum kind of area, um, whereas. The private balcony that Dylan was just clicking on uh, is likely where we'll be seated and where all of the other VIPs will be as well, because I don't see much opportunity for other actual viewing. As far as entering and exiting, it looks like we've got two main points. Uh, there's a set of stairways uh, right over here um, that could potentially be used those so we've got that set of stairs right there but there's also another set of stairway there's like this really narrow hallway that sort of wraps around uh the back of the stage itself and there's a set of stairs here which if you go to the first floor map it looks like those actually lead out to some kind of back entrance uh that could potentially be useful for us if we need to make a quick getaway oh, i see yeah it's the it's the matter of 
whether those doors will be locked and easily yes, uh, easy to get through. <coughs> I mean, we could unlock them, you know, as we go through, but that that could take moments that we do not have. Um, so I think I think our main area, that main set of stairs uh, up in that top right will be our main point if we are able to do that. Um, however, if it is a escape under duress situation, uh, those bottom left stairs may ultimately be the best choice. Also to note, these doors right here, this should actually be the main entryway to the Velvet Curtain itself. Uh, this is where we will be going to, to check in uh, at this desk right here. Uh, this is where ourselves and the other patrons of the theater will be led in. Uh, and then I imagine once we get past that point, we'll be able to move a little more freely. Uh, if they don't just lead us directly up to the VIP booth right away. Yeah, because it looks like, you know, this area, probably a bar. So we'll likely want to, they, they'll allow guests to stop in there even if they're on the upper level. Jack. You said before that when you were talking to those shop owners, you told them that you were working for a foreign dignitary? Um, the, the story that I fed to them was of a foreign dignitary from Salona that would be attending the, the show at the Velvet Curtain. Um, and that I was there to retrieve the outfits for their party, of which Nathaniel was a part of. Well, I hope your ability to spin stories is as good tomorrow evening as it was then. Because it sounds like you just described the exact role that you are going to play. Oh. And next week, we shall see how well uh, Jack is able to portray that role. And how well the rest of our party is able to successfully make their way into the Velvet Curtain for what is likely to be a show uh, that many will not so easily and forget. A, tell. <laughs> a little bit of tell as well. Uh, but until then, uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. Uh, and remember, there's no real equivalent to Macbeth uh, in this world. So you can say it as many times as you want. Knock yourself out. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye -bye.